0: I'm just, I'm just so excited to be here. If you don't know, my name is uh, Pastor Daniel. Um, I am the youth pastor. Um, over at New Life Christian Fellowship, and it is an awesome, awesome opportunity it is to be here, and so uh, to see some of you guys, I see some familiar faces, you know, I love, love, love being here. Um, has anybody ever heard me preach before? Raise your hand if you've ever heard me preach before. Okay, I got a lot of cousins out here, a little family reunion, all right, all right, I like this, a little family reunion, that's awesome, awesome. So um, before we get into this, I just want to, uh, I want to pray. I would love to just, just take a few moments and, and just pray. Uh, would you guys bow your heads with me? Oh, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for us. Well, Lord, I thank you that this is a living word that we get to learn more about you and learn more about us through your word. We thank you, Father, for this sermon series of the fruits of the spirit. And may we learn a little bit about faithfulness tonight. In your precious name, and everyone said, Amen, amen. I was going to pray for the Jaguars, but I don't think, I don't don't have that much faith. I just don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't have, maybe by the end I will, but I don't have that much faith. Well, we've been in a sermon series um, entitled Faithfulness over the last few weeks. I mean, entitled um, Fruits of the Spirit, and then uh, Patrick asked me to speak on faithfulness, and when he asked me a few months ago to speak on faithfulness, man, I was just really, really excited. Really excited to speak on faithfulness because um, that is something uh, that my mom and my dad instilled in me ever since I was a young person. I was almost said since I was a young warthog. I don't know why I almost thought that. I was like, since I was a young, I almost said warthog. But uh, since I was a young person, uh, my mom and dad always instilled with in me faithfulness. You got to be faithful. If you, if you say you're going to do something, you better do it. If you've made a commitment, you have to honor that commitment. Um, so what I started to do is I really started, anybody in here flaky? Any flaky people in here be- Honest, be real honest. Anybody flaky? Come, oh, so we got liars in here, but we ain't got no flaky people. Okay, that's fine. I'm a flaky, I'm I'm gonna talk to my guy right here. You flaky, I'm flaky. It's okay. Um, you ever done this? You ever, um, you ever made a commitment (laughs) and then in the last second. Backed out, but try to figure out how to back out. You ever done that? That was me. I know I'm I'm really good at that Somehow I got sick. I don't know how but I just say oh man I I wish I could make I got another obligation I remember for a season of my life. I was really flaky on different different occasions uh, But the lord really challenged me in the area of faithfulness Um, And I would you like you to bring up that verse. I believe it's in galatians 5 Uh, We're going to read this together It says but the fruits of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness Everybody say faithfulness. I want everybody to say faithfulness. I want everybody to say faithfulness. All right, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. If you read before that, you would talk about the, the fruits of the flesh, and it talks about all of these immoral things, but they're talking about how the fruits of the Spirit are all of these great things, and today, we're going to focus on faithfulness. Today, we're going to focus on faithfulness. I'm going to share with you guys a little bit about my life. Um, I'm going I'm to be open book about my life. I do this everywhere I go, um, so I'm going I'm to share with you guys a story really quick about my life, Uh, but I have one rule for you, Um, I want you to find a neighbor, find a neighbor, and I want you guys to say, you're going to tell them, but you're going to say, Pastor Daniel, Daniel. you're going to say, Pastor Daniel, Daniel. I will not not. judge you, that's all I ask, I just don't want you to judge me as I share with you my story, Um, has has anybody ever been to uh, summer camp, anybody ever been to summer camp, or or Epworth, I I heard Epworth has been awesome, (laughs) who's going to Epworth is the real question, all right, so we got, One more time. Who's going to Epworth? <laughs> Any, anybody? anybody? Oh, we're going to have all the adults in here. They're, gonna, they're not going to pay attention. But all of you guys have been to Epworth, and it's been great. Anybody ever been to Epworth and you found a little boothang? thing? Anybody be, be honest? Anybody? Everybody's like, you found, you found a little weekend? Anybody? I'm going to be really honest. I grew up. I've been to summer camps. I grew up in summer camps. You ever, you ever been to a summer camp with other churches, and then you found somebody That goes to another church, and then in your mind, you made a full relationship with that person in your church. You ever done that? You ever had one of them? Y'all ever had one of them? I've done that. But I remember, I remember, I remember being about 16, 17 years old, sitting in a sermon at a summer camp. And I remember there was a call, and I remember only going to the summer camp because my mom made me go, and I was like, oh, I don't really want to be here. And then I remember, um, I remember the only thing I was really focused on was this young lady that I liked. And I remember it was the last night, and I don't really remember what the pastor was speaking about, but I remember this one moment where, where he was speaking on, there are some people you are called into ministry. And I don't know what happened, but I locked in at that moment, and I remember focusing on this guy, and I remember thinking to myself, one day, I'm, I'm going to be on stage doing that. And it wasn't a prideful thing. It wasn't like, man, I'm going to speak and everybody's going to be clapping for me and all this stuff. But I just felt something. I couldn't, I couldn't put a finger on it. It wasn't like the Lord came to me in a dream and I saw him. It wasn't like big fingers on the wall. It wasn't like Daniel, this is going to, it wasn't any of those things. I just felt something like, man, I want to do that. I remember this and I was about 16, 17 years old. And I don't know if you guys know, has anybody ever heard of the story of Joseph in here? Anybody heard of the story of Joseph? Okay. Um, question. We have it up on the screen. Um, how, does anybody know how old Joseph was when he got the dream? Some people say, how old? 14. Somebody said 16. 13. All right. The Bible says Joseph was right around 17 years old when he got the dream. 17 years old when he got the dream. Do you know how old Joseph was when the, when the dream came to fulfillment? How old was Joseph when the, when the dream actually came to fulfillment? This isn't just like, oh, you're going to sit in here and listen to a pastor. No, this is question and answer. Yes, ma'am, how old? What? <laughs> don't know what that means. I don't know how age works <laughs> over there. <laughs> But after 17 is 18. <laughs> after 18 is 19. But what age was Joseph? Just yell it. Just yell it. 23, 19. Anybody else? 46. All right. I'm going to tell you the age that when the dream came to fruition, stay with me, guys, because it's, it's, it's really all going to tie together. The age that it actually came to fruition. When Joseph had the dream, he was around 17 years old. But when the dream came to fruition, he was 30. So Joseph waits. I'm going to let you think about it. Joseph waits around 13 years for when he had the dream to when he is sitting and the dreams actually take place. Now, we don't have enough time to really break down the construct of the dream. I don't have time to, I've been in, I've been in like my, 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 my seminary classes. They talk about Joseph sharing the dream and all that stuff. We can go into deep theological studies. I'm not going to do all that. But Joseph had the dream at 17 years old, and the dream came into fruition when he was about 30 years old. He was second in command at 30 years old. So there's 13 years that Joseph has to wait. There's a lot that takes place in between 17 years of age and 30 years of age. There's a lot that takes place. You guys know. Maybe some of you guys don't. I'm gonna catch you up. Joseph, he has a dream. He tells his brothers, he tells his family, Hey, I had this dream. You guys are gonna bow to me. This is gonna be amazing. They say, You know what? We're gonna sell you into slavery. True story. That's what they said. We're gonna sell you into slavery. He gets sold into slavery, ends up going to Potiphar's house. Potiphar's house, that, that whole thing takes place. He ends up going to prison. Prison, that whole thing takes place. He is able to interpret dreams at that, at, at that time. And then he turns and he's now into second in command. 17 years. And I wish I had enough time. It takes a long time for me to really get into the construct to explain all that takes place. But if you have your Bibles, I really want you to read on your own. It's Genesis, and I believe it's chapter 37 through 50 or 39 through 50. But I'm going I'm to really focus in on some passages of Scripture so that we can understand that one thing that Joseph was, was faithful to the call of God. Joseph was faithful to the call of God. And I'm telling you, young people, every minister that I've met, not every single one, but a good majority of ministers that I've met, like life group leaders, I can probably even, I haven't, me and Pastor Jerry, I haven't even had great conversations with him. But I can tell you, he can probably point back to a time in his life where he was called by the Lord. There was probably a time in his life where he remembers giving his life to the Lord. For your life group leaders, there was probably a time in their life where they were like, man, I gotta take this thing serious. There was a time in their life where like, man, I really want to do this for my life. There was probably a time in his life where they feel called by the Lord. And it's the same thing for Joseph. He has a dream at 17. Same thing for me. I remember sitting at a summer camp and feeling called by the Lord. I felt it, I felt it. And I couldn't explain it to anybody. If I tried to, it really wouldn't make sense, but I knew it. And 17 years, but there's three tips I want to be able to give to you when we talk about to produce the fruits of faithfulness. There's three tips on how to remain full of faith. There's three easy tips. I'm going to be able to explain to you three easy tips on how to remain full of faith, because this is what happens all the time, and I've been in student ministry almost 10 years, but so I've seen students that have graduated from my, my youth ministry and have gone on to do incredible things. I've seen students that were on fire for Jesus when they graduated and aren't doing anything for the Lord now. So there are three tips that I want to be able to give to you to help you remain full of faith. Everybody say full of faith. faith. Everybody say "Full full of faith. The first tip is that you have to refill your faith. Or your faith has to be refilled. Almost like when you are driving on a road trip, you must refill your gas You must fill yourself up. It is the same thing for your faith. When you go to school, that is draining. Some of you guys, when you go home, it is draining. Some of you guys, when you're around your friends, it is draining. It is important for you young people. It is important for you as a believer to be filling your faith. Romans 10, we're going to read this. And these are the kind of the verses that we're going to be able to stick on. Romans 10, 17. Paul writes this to the people of Rome. And he's actually talking about the Israelites and how um, they heard the word of God and they neglected it. But this is what he is saying to to them. And he's also saying it to us. He says, consequently, faith, everybody say faith. Faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Faith comes by hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So break it down this way. Faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. And I'm gonna tell you young people, This may be disregarded, and a lot of people just don't want to do it, and I totally understand. When I was younger, I did not like reading. I really didn't understand. Every youth pastor I ever had, every mentor I ever had talked about the power of this. They always talked about the seriousness and how you need to read this, but now I understand, and your parents probably have told you this, or maybe you're a first-generation Christian. I'm telling you. No matter who you are, you are never too young to be used by the Lord. It doesn't matter if you are in sixth grade, you are 16, or you are 60. You are never too young to be used by the Lord. But this is important. This is so important. So important in your walk with the Lord. is says faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. I got a question for you. Uh, who's a senior in here? Any seniors? And you guys have um, probably a lot of decisions to make in this season of where to go to school. And I'm I'm imagining if I gave you you the mic one by one, you would probably be able to tell me all of the stress and anxiety that comes with being a senior. And how it's a lot different than being a sixth grader, correct? Amen. (laughs) That's like a serious head nod. I feel that. There's a lot of pain behind those eyes. I can feel that. (laughs) So, I'm telling you, this is one of the first decisions, like big major life decisions that you're gonna have to make, but it won't be the last. Here's here's one of my biggest tips for you guys. You're trying to figure out what the Lord wants to do with your life. You're like, hey, we have all of these decisions to make. What college should I go to? But when I get to college, what degree should I go after? What should I do with my life? And maybe you are seeking the Lord. Maybe you are seeking the Lord right now and you feel nothing. I don't know if any of you have ever been in that position. You would feel like, man, I, I'm praying, I'm in worship, and I'm worshiping, and where is the Lord? I, I felt him at Epworth. I felt him at summer camp, but where is he right now? I'm telling you this. A lot of times, if we want a word from God, young people, it is so important to read the word of God. If we want a word from God, it is important, young people, to read the word of God. Reading the word of God, gets to, you get to know his characteristics, you see, it's a difference between me telling you about how good this particular restaurant is and you getting to taste and see for yourself. It's a difference between you me telling you about a movie and you going to see it for yourself. You see, young people, you have an opportunity to open the book that has, that has been written about more than any book ever, the mo- number one most selling book ever in the world. And there's a reason behind that. There's so many commentaries about this book. And there's a reason behind that. And I didn't understand it for the longest time. It doesn't matter if you are a new believer. It doesn't matter if you've been a believer for a long time. It doesn't matter if your parents are getting a divorce and you just don't know what to do. There is help in this book. I have counseled so many students. My wife has counseled so many students. And it helps. This helps, I'm telling you. It does. So, young people, this can refill you. I can't tell you how many times I've been driving. And I don't know if you guys, who drives in here? Anybody drive? Raise your hand if you drive. Has anybody understood how as soon as it rains, can't nobody know how to drive? Don't nobody know how to drive anymore? You ever felt that? Don't nobody know how to drive? That's why I got to play worship music. That's, why I gotta, that's the only way I can stay saved. That's it. I got to play worship music because if I don't, I'm going to be unsaved. And so I, it's something when, when I, I got to refill my faith, amen? So refill. Everybody say refill. Yes. Your faith. You see, in Genesis, and you see it in verse 30, in chapter 39, when Joseph first goes, he's a slave at this point, and he first goes into Potiphar's house, you will see that Potiphar sees that Joseph is with the Lord. You say that the Lord is with Joseph. You'll see that Joseph is with the Lord, and the Lord is with Joseph. It doesn't really talk about how long or how much of a time that was, whether it was days, months, or years that Joseph worked, but as an unbeliever, he saw something different about his employee. So you want to talk about faithfulness. Young people, even on your job, you don't do your work unto men. You do your work as unto the Lord. So we talk about faithfulness. Maybe you've been called. Maybe you feel like in your, in your walk, maybe you're supposed to lead worship. And you're supposed, to be the, you're supposed to be the next Kim Walker Smith. Maybe you're supposed to be next... Um, Maverick City, maybe you're supposed to do all that. That's awesome and great. But right now, all you do is you work at Hollister and that's all you do right now. You're like, I hate this job. This job is just temporary until the Lord calls me to glory. And that's what you're supposed to do. Or maybe you go to school right now. Soon as I graduate, I'm out of here because I know the Lord's called me to X, Y, and Z. But you're here right now. You're 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 at a school right now. You're working at a job right now. Are you going to remain faithful to where the Lord has placed you right now? I've seen a lot of believers, and I've done this myself, they wait for a position to start bearing fruit. We wait for a position. Once I'm I'm a manager, then I'll start to really care about the job. Or once once I'm in college, then I'll start to, or once I go to summer camp, then I'll start to. The Lord wants you to remain faithful no matter where you are at. Which leads me to my second point. And this is something I tell everybody. I I will tell you till I'm blue in the face and and I'm black. So that ain't never going to happen. So I'm going to keep saying it. The second point is this. There is never wasted time in the kingdom of God. Well, I tell you what, there is never wasted time in the kingdom of God. I want you to tap somebody and say, there is never wasted time. I want you to poke them, poke them, poke them. Leave a mark. There's never wasted time in the kingdom of God. There is never wasted time in the kingdom of God. Listen, young people. Listen, there is never wasted time in the kingdom of God. Meaning this, whether Joseph was in the pit or he was in prison, or he was in the palace, there was never wasted time. It doesn't matter whether you work part-time, whether you go to Providence, or you work at Popeye's, there is never wasted time. It does not matter if the Lord has called you to be at a certain place. Or wherever you are at, there is never wasted time in the kingdom of God. You have no idea the people that you are supposed to impact that are around you. But so many Christians and so many young people and even people my age are so busy waiting on the next thing that they miss out on the blessings that are around them. And so many times we're waiting on the next promotion or I can't wait till I get to college or I'm in sixth and seventh grade. I can't wait till I get to high school. Then what? You get to high school and then what? The tests just get harder. Don't grow up. It's a trap. Do not grow up. I'm telling you. Bills are real. Don't grow up. Taxes are real. Don't do it. I can't wait to get a job so I can get freedom. To do what? I understand. So you can keep working. You want to graduate. I get that. But then you work and you never stop working. I get that. I know. understand. I understand like you want to be able to get out of your house and you want to do all these things. I totally understand that. But there's never wasted time in the kingdom of God. I've seen too much in my life. I have had the great opportunity to preach the gospel around the world. I have been in the rivers of the Amazon. I have been in the mountains of Laos. I've been in Thailand, Myanmar. I have been everywhere preaching the gospel. And I have seen young people. I have seen young people do incredible things. I've been in Zambia, Africa, preaching the gospel and seeing young people who lay their hands on people. I've seen people, I've seen young people preach the gospel and watch grown adults come to know Jesus for the first time. So you can't tell me that Jesus isn't real. You can't tell me. But so many times we wait until or we allow someone else to do it because we feel like they're they're approved or maybe they can just do it. But the the Lord has called you to do it. The Lord has called you to do it. He hasn't called them to do it. He's called you to do it. Or we're waiting. Maybe, you, maybe I'm in a pit. I've seen this. I, I get so excited about it. So I want to say this. Um, if you're a senior, one more time, raise your hand. And you are debating college. And I'm, a, I'm just going to call you out because you're a senior. You ain't got that much time left. I'm just going to be honest with you. If you're in sixth grade, you got plenty of years left. God going to bless your life. But seniors. This is what i see a lot of seniors do. I see seniors... I don't know what the Lord wants me to do with my life. This is, this is my senior voice. I don't know what the Lord wants me to do with my life, Pastor Daniel. Oh, my gosh. And they're always wearing cardigans, and they do this. I don't know why they do that, but they do this. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Pastor Daniel. I just don't know. I don't know which college the Lord wants me to go to. Okay. Well, which ones are you thinking about? I just don't know. I'm waiting for him to tell me. I'm waiting. I'm like, okay. Well, have you gone to any? Have you applied to any? No, but I've been, I've been in a lot of prayer and I get that. And I understand their thoughts behind that, but man, so many times we get so caught up on what's next. We can get so worried about what's next. When my Bible says, do not worry about tomorrow. I'm, I'm telling you like my, my, my Bible says, do not be anxious of anything. But through all things, through prayer, repetition, with thanksgiving, submit your request to God. And the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard, literally guard your heart. Literally guard your heart. Young people, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter where you are at. Where you are at in your life. If you are in sixth grade, you work in part-time somewhere, or you are in, if you're in high school, college, it doesn't matter. The Lord wants to use you right where you are at. And that's what I'm talking about when we're talking about faithfulness, is that can you be faithful to where you are at right now? Can you remain faithful to where you are at right now? But Pastor Daniel, you don't know, my manager is the worst. Anybody got, I'm not going to call it, never mind. I'm not going to say anybody got a bad manager, I'm not going to do that. But you don't understand, Pastor Daniel, my manager is really bad. I'm not here to debate that. But I can only imagine Joseph probably having some bad taskmasters as a slave, but he remained faithful as unto the Lord. He continued to be faithful as unto the Lord, and that faithfulness produced blessings. I'm telling you, young people, if you want blessings in your life, remain faithful unto the Lord. If you want blessings in your life, remain faithful unto the Lord. No matter where you are at, remain faithful unto the Lord, amen? Amen. My last point, point. this is what I was talking about with the seniors, is this. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. John chapter 2, and I think it's verses 14 through 17. This is the verses that I want to, to read for a bit. I know I've been jumping around a lot, but this is just where the Lord really wanted me to share. Here, here, not, J- not John, but James. James chapter 2, and this is just as verses 14, and I'm going to read 14 through 17. This is James. He says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith, claims they have faith in God to where to go to college, claims to have faith in God of what he wants to do next in my life, claims to have faith in God, but has no deeds behind it. Claims to have faith, but no deeds. This is why when I talk to students about where they want to go to college and I ask them, have you applied anywhere? Have you taken the SATs? The very first thing I do is say, I want you to go and apply for three. Pray and ask God for three colleges to go and apply for and just to go apply for them. And then go to college tours and and tour them. And then figure out which one the Lord gives you peace about and just follow the peace. But there has to be action, young people. We can't just sit in the room and just hope that the Lord will just do everything for us and then we'll just walk in it. He already has done everything for us by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. Our job, we're supposed to just walk in faith, but we have to walk, young people. So it says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Young people, this that's the last point. Your faith, whether you're in school, no matter what school you go to, whether you're in college, I'm speaking to leaders as well, whether you're trying to figure out a new job, no matter what it is, the Lord wants you to remain faithful where you're at. But you have to have some actions that are behind it. So my seniors that are trying to figure out what to do next with your life, there has to be actions that are accompanied by your faith. Not just actions that are, I'm just going to do whatever I want, but there's actions accompanied with faith. When you're working your job, I'm going to remain faithful unto the Lord with my job, but I'm going to have some actions to make sure that I am an ambassador of Christ even at my job. Even if you were doing an internship here at Beat Church and you were trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing after that, Remain here at B Church and do your internship and be here at B Church because you just know, have no idea what the Lord wants you to do while you're here. But if we're so focused on what's the next step, we're so focused on that, we're going to miss what's here. But you have to accompany that by the deed. So do whatever you can and do it well. Do it wholeheartedly, not for a raise, not for a position, but do it unto the Lord. So this is what I want to do Um. Just every head bowed and every eye closed. I just want to pray over you guys. You know, I was praying about you guys, um, actually right before service, about faithfulness. And I think for some, there's some people in this room, when you heard the word faithfulness, you automatically associate it with cheating, like cheating in a marriage. Maybe you've seen someone, like a parent cheat in a marriage. And so this message as a whole was already hard for you to grasp. Like it was hard for you to pay attention anyways. And so it was just, it was just a difficult message. And I feel like the Lord, like as, as, a, as a pastor, for you to learn faithfulness now so that you can continue to bear fruit when you get older. If you learn faithfulness now, you will continue to bear fruit when you're older. And I don't know who you are, and I'm not going to ask you to come up, but if that's you, maybe you heard the, the term faithfulness and you automatically associated it with cheating. I don't know if it's something you've seen. Maybe maybe you got cheated on. Maybe you saw your parents cheat and, and you've seen the turmoil of that and it just hurts. But if that's you would, you, would you raise your hand? Even if it's just one person or it's nobody, I just got to be obedient to the Lord. I see that hand, I see that hand. I'm going to ask you to come up. I see that hand. Is there anyone else? Every head bowed, every eye closed, moment between you, you and the Lord. I see that hand over there. Anyone else? I see that hand. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and put your hands. I see that hand. You can go ahead and put your hands back down. I'm going to, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to say one more thing and then I'm going to release you guys. Um, ask the worship man to come back up. But Lord, I just, just pray over these young people. You saw fruit in Galatians five, it talks about fruits of the flesh. And that's what you've seen is just fruits of the flesh. And I feel like the Lord wants to expose you to, and that's what you have been, by hallelujah, by coming to Beach Church, you have been seeing and hearing about fruits of the spirit. And, and so much so you are gonna start to produce fruits of the spirit as you continue to pursue the Lord as you continue to be a part of Beach Church and be a part of the life groups and allow the Lord to uproot some stuff in your life and plant seeds in your heart, you are going to start to produce the fruits of the Spirit so much so that you only knew fruits of the flesh when growing up. Your kids will only know fruits of the Spirit when they grow up. So Lord, I thank you that we have the opportunity to learn about the fruit of of faithfulness and Lord I'm sorry that some of these young people have just only seen the fruit of unfaithfulness but Lord I thank you you are a redemptive God I thank you Father you are not done with their parents yet and Lord you have forgiven them and you have forgiven us hallelujah in your name we pray. And I think there's another one talking about faithfulness. <laughs> talking about forgiving us. This is you yourself. And I, I made a joke earlier about, um, is anybody in here flaky? And, and I think it's just a few people. Like I, You seriously, like, you get almost anxiety when it's time to go somewhere and you back out. Like you, you I don't know if it's like sometimes you. I can't find something to wear, so I'm out. Or you almost get physically sick when it gets time to go somewhere. And so anytime it's like, I got to I I can't do it. And people have attached like that word flaky or like how I just don't invite, don't invite her or don't invite him because they're just not going to show up anyways. Um, And if that's you, I just got to be obedient to the Lord. Um, and if that's you, if it's just one person, I'm not going to call you out or tell you to come up or anything like that. I just want to just want to pray with you. Uh, and then, so if that's you and you feel like you sometimes you get physically sick or there's like a bout of anxiety that comes along with like having to go somewhere and you're like, I just can't do it. And you back out. If that's you, um, would you would you would you raise your hand? Oh, it's a few. oh, yeah, it's a few of you guys. It's more than just one. Yeah. Hallelujah. I want you to just keep your hand up. And every head bowed, every eye closed. Yeah, some of you guys, the same thing. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that when you sent your son to die on the cross for us, that when he died and when he rose again, we had the opportunity to become sons and daughters. And because now we are sons and daughters, we are adopted into your family. And so for those students that have their hands raised, they are your son and they are your daughter. And so, Lord, I thank you that anxiety cannot be the roommate of the Holy Spirit. And so, we tell anxiety right now it has to go. And so, Lord, I thank you that as the they are in the I see you as, as you are even in your life groups that you start to message your life group leaders. I think there are some young people in here. You are, you're not involved in your life group at all. I want to encourage you to be involved with your life group. I can pray all day, but there is some action that has to go along with your faith. Like we talked about, it has to be accompanied with your faith. Be involved with your life group and ask for helpful tips. Ask for some wisdom. And so, Lord, I just thank you right now, as these guys are sons and daughters of you, that they are going to have the boldness. They are going to have the boldness to, to even speak to their own thoughts. They're going to have the boldness to speak to their own bodies like a, like this is a good thing that I'm supposed to go to. And I will no longer be held back by my own body. I will no longer be held back by my thoughts. I speak to my thoughts and I tell them to align with the word of God. I want to encourage you young people that have your hand raised to start to dive into the word of God. I want to encourage you to start listening to worship music as you sleep. Even be, um, be careful of what you watch and what you listen to as you go to sleep. because it's gonna affect what you think. But Lord, I just thank you that this is going to be a testimony of how they were today is not who they are tomorrow. We thank you, Father, that Beach Church is such a life group church that we don't have to do this thing alone, that we can walk in unity And once again, Lord, I just thank you for what you have done, sending your son to die on the cross for us so that when we accept you, we become sons and daughters. In your precious name, and everyone said, amen, amen, amen. Thank you guys so much for having me. Appreciate it.